familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. New moms are busy moms. And if you're pumping breast milk for your baby, that may include pumping on the go. So what happens if you're not near your usual pumping spot? How do you find a spot that's private and has everything you need? How do you know if it's a safe location to pump? And what are some tips for turning a not-so-great spot into something that works? Today, we're talking about how to find clean, safe places to pump your breast milk. We are the Boob Group. I use a breast pump. I hand express milk for my baby. I exclusively breastfeed. I use a nipple shield. I breastfed after a C-section. I use a milk bank. I breastfeed in public whenever I feel like it. I pump at work. I breastfeed with a cover. I breastfeed twins. I give my baby bottles. I made my own supplemental nursing system. I supplement with formula. I talk to my baby while I breastfeed. I'm breastfeeding as a survivor of sexual abuse. When I have extra milk, I share it with other mom we are equal we are the boob group welcome to the boob group i'm sunny galt and i'm one of your co-hosts for the show that's right we are changing things up here on the boob group and really this is the first episode where you guys can now see some of those changes we've been working on it for a while we're real excited to talk about so how are things changing here on the boob group so the moms are now running the show (laughs) Breastfeeding Pumping Moms. We have a group of amazing moms that are going to be sharing the spotlight with me, co-hosting the boob group, sharing their own personal experiences. All of these moms are experienced moms. They're passionate about providing breast milk to their babies, and we're just so excited to have them on the show. Uh, A lot of the moms have a very diverse background and experience when it comes to breastfeeding and pumping for their babies. So I think it's going to just really change up the conversation and make things really interesting. So, Today's topic is how do you find those good pumping spots when you're out and about? So let's meet some of the mamas that are joining our conversation today. Ladies, Priya, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and your experience with today's topic. Thank you, Sunny. Well, I'm so excited to be part of this group and this new format that you're doing. So my name is Priya Namard, and I am an entrepreneur, and I'm also the co-founder of Moms Pump Here, which is an app moms can download for free to find locations to breastfeed and breast pump. And I'm also a mom of three. I love three. it. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I love your app. I use your app. I'm a, I'm a fan, Priya. I'm a fan. Okay, nice. continue. <laughs> nice. Oh, I want to review. <laughs> I <know. laughs> um, so I have three kids, my oldest. So I, it's been a while since I've pumped and breastfed, but you know, the urgency of my app came about because of my business partner, but I'll get into that later. But I have three kids. My oldest is 13. My middle is 11 and my youngest is eight. And my youngest, I actually breastfed for three years until my sister was like, you got to get off. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I couldn't let go. So I have a very, with each of them, I have very unique stories about, you know, breastfeeding and breast pumping. And I can't wait to share them with everybody. Awesome. Thanks so much. And Nayeli, hello, Nayeli. Tell us a little bit about you, your family and your experience. Hi. So my name is Nayeli Gomez. Um, and I am a mom. To, I'm the mom, uh, of Eileen and she is 21 months and she's still being breastfed. So I started pumping after she was born, right after she was born, because she ended up at the NICU for 10 days following birth. So I had to start pumping and I wasn't prepared to start doing it soon, even though I anticipated to do it because I knew I was going to go back to work. So I started pumping and it became very easy for me. Uh, I had a lot of support. The nurses explained to me how to. Um, so I started because I started right after birth. I just kept doing it so I could store milk. So when I went back to work, so I was mainly doing it at home. And then at work, my little spot, I did not have a desk job. So it's not like I had my I could do it in my office and we had right. to work around things there. And yes, so I actually had to rotate in a couple of places until I settled until for the best place in my work, in the building where I worked. Okay. And I have to give you a lot of props because moms that go through the NICU, I mean, you're kind of forced into having to pump, even though that may not have been your original plan. And so I think, it, I mean, I have to give you a lot of props because it can totally throw stuff off. And I'm so glad to hear that you were able to make that transition and then continue to breastfeed your baby. Sounds like that was important to you as well. And so I love hearing that. And, you know, I think it's really valuable, your experience. So awesome. Okay. So I'll tell you guys a little bit about myself. So I'm Sunny Galt and I am the owner of New Mommy Media, which produces this show. We've got um, a few other podcasts that are geared towards new and expecting parents that we do. I am a breastfeeding mom myself and I've breastfed four kids and pumped for four kids. And my oldest is five and then my middle guy is three. And then I have identical twin girls who are I always get this wrong, you guys, because after they hit the two-year mark, the month thing, just I just totally <laughs> mess it up. So I'm just going to say like, I think it's 27 months, but again, I always get it wrong. And my twins really are my success story in my mind because I kind of had some trial and error with my boys and what worked and what didn't work for me as far as breastfeeding is concerned. But I did pump for my babies at first because they came out and they were 35 weekers, didn't need the NICU, but they were, man, they were right on the border of needing the NICU and not needing the NICU. So uh, they didn't need it, but they were still a little too small to latch properly. And so I was pretty much an exclusive pumper for the first two months. And that was interesting in itself. And I can, you know, later on certainly share my experience with that. So that's my experience with pumping. So ladies, thanks so much for being here with us today. <coughs> Sounds familiar. <coughs> If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. 
Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Okay, so before we really get into the heart of today's topic, I wanted to share with you guys a boob oops. I love I love this segment. So this is a great segment where you guys can send in your funny stories. Sometimes it's not funny when it's actually happening, but then it's funny afterwards, right? So this these are funny stories about you guys pumping or breastfeeding your babies and just the crazy things that happened. So this comment comes from Sarah, and Sarah emailed this to us, and she says, I was at work, and I was going through my normal routine of pumping and visiting the boards. Time was up and I was putting the milk in a bottle for storage and uh, putting up my pump parts. All of a sudden, I get a huge surprise. The president of the company barges in on me. (laughs) I have a big, colorful sign that says, do not disturb on it. But guess what? That didn't stop him. Luckily, he didn't see anything because I was finished. He asked me, why is your door shut? (laughs) And I said to him, I pump for my baby. He looked confused and said, what? So I pointed with both hands to both of my breasts and said, I pump milk for my baby. His face, <laughs> his face and bald head turned so red. I don't think he knew what to say or do because he was so embarrassed. He just turned around and shut the door and he has never barged in on me again. All I could do was laugh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so I know, yeah. So Nayeli, I know you talked about pumping at work. You didn't have an office environment, but any funny situations at work when you had to pump? Any anyone walk in on you? <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it it happened, but it wasn't as as bad. Um, as dramatic, as dramatic. <laughs> yes, but I think the funniest one was when I moving. I was moving from place to place, so I had to move throughout the building from work my work area was and where I was pumping. So I would transport my full bottles of milk in a cooler bag and uh, that looked like a lunch bag, right? So I am walking through the hallway and then all of a sudden a co-worker from another department, he is walking right behind me. He's like, ooh, Nayeli, what do you have in there? Some snacks you would like to share? And I just turned around and looked at him. I'm like, you have no idea what you would want. You would not want me to share this. Hey, it's very nutritious, though. It's full of a lot of antibodies. I don't know if he was sick. Maybe that would help. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, people don't know what they're getting into. Carefully label your stuff at work if you're pumping at work, because someone may think that's a little yeah special creamer you've got there. And um, man... That's good stuff. All right. So thanks so much, Sarah, for sending this in. If you guys have a funny boob oops, we would love to hear it. You can email us. And then also through our website, you can actually send us a voicemail. It's the coolest thing ever. You don't even have to pick up a phone anymore, you guys. All you have to do is click a little button. It will use the mic from your computer, and you can send us a voicemail that way. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. 
All right. So today we're talking about how to find clean, safe spots to pump your breast milk. And many of these tips, honestly, they can apply to breastfeeding moms as well. We don't want to, you know, negate breastfeeding moms in this conversation. But usually, usually pumping moms are bringing a lot more stuff with them. They may have some additional requirements or amenities that they need. So that's why we're concentrating on pumping moms today. So first, I wanted to just kind of paint the picture, maybe for some of you who are planning to pump but aren't actually pumping yet, what pumping moms actually usually bring with them, you know, when they are pumping. So ladies, Priya, let's start with you. Um, what did you usually take with you w- when you went to pump? Well, my, my most valuable items were my breast pads and a clean shirt. <laughs> because yes. can you just imagine traveling? So, you know, you're pumping, you're doing your thing and you have to go back and forth, you know, you're traveling to work or you might be going to an event or something, but I constantly had to deal with leaking. Like my engorged breasts were constantly leaking and I had to make sure I had ample pads on me and a clean shirt. And I was in so many situations where I was just leaking and you could see like a little mark underneath and it was just so embarrassing. Um, so th- <laughs> that was my, f- <laughs> and wipes and wipes. wipes. Wipes are the yes. answer to everything for a mom. <laughs> you could use them for <laughs> anything, anything at all. Um, so it was the pads, the clothes, the wipes, you know, obviously having um, a cooler bag on you to keep that milk, you know, nice and, and cool or, you know, sort, well, obviously, obviously it's not refrigerated, but um, so just yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, having snacks on hand. I didn't really carry photos of my baby because way back when, so you know, my kids are a little bit older. Right. I think I have pictures in my wallet, but I didn't look at them very often. Right. <laughs> but right. I, I know I know that's helpful for some moms to, you know, with the encouragement aspect of it. And also having, you know, all the parts that you need for a breast pump. So something might break, you know, you might lose something, it might be dirty, you've got to wash it, just having extra things on hand. Yeah. And of course, a big bag that's comfortable to carry because you don't want to lugging anything around. Yeah, I've seen now they've got now like, you know, I pumped so long ago, they didn't have any of this stuff when I was pumping. Um, But they have like the pumping bags. Now I've seen actually backpack versions of it. I'm like, that is so smart. Yeah, why don't we think of it before? Like, I know, right? Because that stuff can get really heavy. Mm -hmm. And you're already carrying a lot of other stuff too. I think it's kind of genius. So yeah, the bag is really important. And I've also seen for moms that are a little bit more stylish, I have seen more purse type bags where it's really easy to kind of unzip and access the pump parts like you were talking about, the actual machine where you got to plug stuff Mm -hmm. into. That can be really helpful too because for my twins, when I was pumping for my twins, I actually was fortunate enough to get a hospital grade pump. Oh. And oh man, that was like a lifesaver because I have I've used pretty much everything. And so the hospital grade pump was awesome, but it was so big and bulky. So when I would take it places, man, I felt like I was just taking everything out of my bag, you know, and that actually that leads us to another thing as far as like having a table, you mm. know, or something like that um, was really important because I would like spread everything out. And it just took a long time. And I, I mean, I felt like it was just, it was just a lot. It was a lot to carry around. So yeah, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. So Nayeli, let's get you involved in this conversation, girl. Um, so when you were out and pumping for your baby, um, we were kind of going over some of the basic stuff that, you know, are more common. Was there anything that you brought with you that you found was more helpful than some of the common stuff that, that most pumping mamas are going to bring? 
Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Thank you for asking that because I, w- one of my favorite items that is not part of the basics to carry around for pumping was essential oil. And uh, oh, it was lavender oils. to kind of get me because, I mean, you kind of have to get into the mood, you know, like you can't <laughs> you just have to just, get into the mood if you're going to pump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to relax. You need to, you know, calm down. You need to, you know, if you're stressed in the middle, you know, if, especially if you're doing it at work. And it's in the middle of a stressful situation at work. Yeah. You know, you cannot respond as well to the pump. Um, yes. So I used to have a little bit of essential oil, lavender essential oil, and just um, dab it a little bit close to my face where I could smell it and then spread around all the smells. So the room where I was pumping would smell really nice and kind of, again, get me into the mood. I love that you said that. Um, we've done a couple episodes on essential oils. If you guys want to go back in our library and talk about, uh, listen more on essential oils and breastfeeding. And it can have such a calming effect on mom, just like you said. And I never, honestly, I, I haven't really used essential oils before. I keep thinking I'm going to do it. And then I'm like, oh, but it's so expensive. How am I going to pay for it? But yeah, that's so smart because, you know, just the ability to be able to relax. It's so important. You know, I mean, Priya was talking about pictures and stuff like that. I know a lot of moms bring, you know, their iPhone and they scroll through photos because mm-hmm. I find it especially and we'll get into this in a second, but the type of environment you you're in, the mood is, is really important or you're really not going to have a good letdown. Um, you're not going to get, you know, the, the milk out that you need to get out. And then honestly, that's going to impact you later on in the day, right? You're going to feel more full and you're going to feel like you, you know, you're going to be able to pump or you'll leak, you know, to, to Priya's point about nursing pads and how mm-hmm. important that was to her. And you know, so, now that you're yeah. saying um, essential oils, carrying lotion, boob lotion on lotion, you. Because, yeah. you know, you get chafed, you get, ch- <laughs> you might get, you know, little rips here and there, yeah. uh, even especially if you're breastfeeding heavily um, in between pumping. And you're going right. to lotion just to, so you can feel okay. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's transition and talking about some of the basic amenities. When we think about, listen, I'm, I'm pumping on the go. What do I really need? And, and maybe we can talk about the basic, basic stuff and then some of the stuff, oh, you know, in a perfect world, we'd have this too. So let's start with the basic, basic stuff. You know, the first thing that I thought of was you need to have a place that's safe. Mm-hmm. So Priya, in your mind, what does that mean? safety for you? And, and was that really important to you when you were uh, pumping for your babies? Well, absolutely. You know, my personal experience beyond mom's pump here, I did a lot of my pumping in my office. Sometimes I had to pump in my car. And you know, that's kind of awkward because people are looking at you. You don't have tinted windows. Obviously, people are going to be looking. Um, and you don't <laughs> want to be pumping while you're driving either because that's a safety hazard. But even being in a clean, safe spot where, you know, it's private, you can close a the door. There are no strangers staring at you or walking in people you don't know. You don't want any of those situations. And, you know, uh, talking directly about the app, you know, we vet all of our locations that are submitted by moms to make right. sure that they're going to places that are commercial locations number one, and they have everything that they say that they have. So we'll contact them, we'll call them, we'll look on the internet, we'll look on forums, we'll um, even do the Google Maps, which is actually my first step. I look on Google Maps to make sure it's a commercial location. So safety Mm -hmm. is a huge issue because we don't want our, I'm a mom and my business partner is a mom. So we started it because we didn't want moms to be uncomfortable or have to go through these bad situations where they had to pump in really nasty places like the bathroom or a car or a closet, you know, 
whoever, right. you know. Um, right. So safety was a huge issue for us because if we didn't want to experience it. We didn't want other moms to go through it as well. So um, it's definitely an important aspect. of Yeah. And having it be secure, which kind of, you know, goes along with that uh, and the privacy factor mm-hmm. of it. I mean, well, like we were hearing in that boob oops. I mean, that that poor woman, Sarah, had a sign on her door that said, well, I don't know actually what the sign said, but it indicated that she was busy doing something that you probably shouldn't come in. I don't know if it said, you know, she was pumping. Mm-hmm. And then her boss still barged in. So kind of like, <laughs> it's been a while since I've been in the corporate world. I don't know if, if, if a lot of office doors have like locks on them or if that's a no-no nowadays. But yeah, privacy is really important. So um, Nayeli, I kind of asked you this a little bit earlier, but because you didn't have your own office, how did you work that with privacy and, and trying to, um, you know, just kind of keep things as private as you felt comfortable with? Yeah. So yeah, it definitely was hard at first. Um, and like I said, the very first day that I had to pump, I did it at a conference room that was not uh, used at the moment. And that was supposed to be my area for pumping. But the very first day is when someone walked in on me. And it was oh, secure. No. But yeah, it was secure. But the person that happened to walk into me was the director of security. The person that kept the building safe. So he had a master key access to every door. So that defeated the purpose right away because it was a possibility of just one person walking into me. So then we rotate, uh, our next spot was a big bathroom that was not used by anyone else. But when I started using it, people realized that the bathroom was there and they started using it too. So that uh, did not work out after a while. And I ended up going to an office that was not in use at the time. And I had an electronic key in the department, um, the security department in my building was in charge of arranging the keys electronically so they could work. So they did mine, especially just to open that door. So that was really, really nice. And that's how I ended up. Oh, man. Yeah, so you've definitely had some experiences there. Okay, um, so let's keep going with our list here. Um, so in addition to things being safe, secure, private, they need to be clean. I mean, mm-hmm. and I know, you know, we kind of, we touch on this every time we talk about pumping in the bathroom and everyone's like, oh, sometimes that's the only place you can pump. But, you know, when we talk about things being clean and, and, and sanitary, you know, w- what comes to mind? Like Priya, what, what was important to you as, as far as where you could pump and how clean things were and how sanitary they were? Well, we definitely don't want moms to, to pump in bathrooms because, you know, when you flush the toilet, the fecal matter goes in the air and then it's just really nasty. And if, of course, if you're, if you're not going to eat in a bathroom, why should you make other women eat your baby eat in a bathroom or, or breastfeed or breast pump in a bathroom? Um, but having sanitary conditions is so important because you don't know what kind of germs are on the countertops or near or, or around you or in the air. When I was pumping, I always had hand sanitizers on me. And again, the wipes. I always had wipes and wipe down stuff. That was like yes. my go-to saver for everything. Yes. And of course, if I ever had to pump in a bathroom way back when, it was just, you know, I would try to cover up as much as possible. So nothing would be like, so my boobs were covered. The breast pump was covered kind of like with shawl or a scarf or something like that. So nothing would be contaminating it in any way. Okay. Having it clean and sanitary is very, just as important as, as the, 
privacy and the safety aspect of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought up the point about what happens. I know it's kind of a gross topic, you know, as far as flushing the toilet and how that matter gets into the air. Like we don't really think about it. That We think Mm -hmm. of flushing as being a way to get rid of that kind of stuff, but not initially, not initially. So I'm glad you brought that up. A couple other things that I thought about real quick, good lighting. Who wants to pump in the dark? I mean, I don't know. I I can actually think of times I pumped in the dark, like in the middle of the night when my twins were wee, wee, wee little tiny. And, you know, every three hours, I would have to pump. So I've done it, but I remember trying to like connect the cords and stuff and be like, what? I don't even know what I'm doing. So I thought, you know, good lighting is obviously important. Uh, To be comfortable is really important. Not always possible, but it would be really nice if there were a comfortable chair or we talked a little bit earlier about there being like a little table or something for you to, you know, lay stuff out on just so you can see what you're doing and be as efficient as possible. Because Mm -hmm. if it's really difficult for you to get everything out, think of how much extra time you're going to spend doing it. So it's really to your benefit. And if you're at work, you're employer's benefit to make this as easy as possible so you can be you know in and out as quickly as possible for it to be quiet and i think this goes back to our mood right you know our zen <laughs> yes. the zenness of needing to pump and just picture your baby or whatever it is that really helps you with that letdown and then the last thing i was thinking about is the access to electricity and water so pumps usually have a battery pack or whatever. I will tell you with my hospital pump, I didn't even try to do the battery version. It took up so much power that I was just like, find me an outlet. I need to have an outlet. It was heavy to carry around, wasn't it? It's really heavy to carry around. Um, I love it. I loved it. And it it did what it needed to do. And I'm so glad that I had it. But man, it really limits you in your mobility. Um, So yeah, so absolutely. So electricity, I would say. And and hopefully you don't have to go fetching for it. You know how the the plugs are like behind a cabinet or something and you got to like move off. (laughs) Last thing you're going to want to do is like move a big table or cabinet in order to get to a plug. And then the other thing is water. So water to rinse out your pump parts would be helpful. It's one of those things I think falls into that amenities list that would be great. Mm -hmm. But the other option obviously is to get multiple parts so you don't have to wash them all over again. Obviously, we're trying to keep things as sterile and clean as possible so it doesn't, you know, result in any kind of infection or whatever for you. Anything else you guys would add to the list or any, any comments based on what I've said so far about those items? No, I think that's it. I mean, that's okay. the basic general list. I mean, there are lots of places, for example, that, for example, that are listed on the app that have like yeah. TVs and curtains and magazines, uh. <laughs> all the fancy <laughs> stuff. That's um, in our, our nice amenities list, like yeah. in our dream world, <laughs> dream world in our dream world, this is what we would have, right? <laughs> yeah. well, well, you could bring some of that though, right? You can bring mm-hmm. magazines mm-hmm. and you might even be able to, you know, bring some, you know, if you needed some soothing music, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, you could do some of that stuff if, if that's what you really needed. But again, you may need some electricity for that. Yeah, <laughs> to get back to electricity if you have your iPad, your iPad. You yeah, you could yeah. stream like a little movie or something or put on your there headphones. There you go. Music. It's fine. There you go. Or I've heard of moms kind of go along with the pictures of your babies, but uh, doing videos of your baby. So your baby's oh, yeah. cooing or or I've heard of moms actually taking video of them breastfeeding their babies mm-hmm. oh. and watching it. 
So anyways, just just a couple ideas for you guys. When we look, you know, and when, when we think about the ideal places to pump, what comes into your mind? And Priya, what, what are people talking about on the app? What are you mentioned the commercial spots that mm-hmm. that, you know, you guys aren't going to say, hey, go to someone's house. That makes sense, right? Um, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> not that you can't do that. You can certainly pump in someone's house if, if you know them your and own that's house, appropriate. That's it. That's right. all I'm recommending, your own house or somebody you know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, but when it comes to other places, if we're out and about and we're like, oh, what are the big places that we can reach out to? What, what do you mm-hmm. find people entering in on the app as far as common places that, that are good to pump? Well, the most commonly submitted locations are retail stores. So you have your reliable locations like, you know, the baby R, babies R Uses and the Bye Bye Babies and even some small mom and pop shops that, you know, offer space for, for moms to breastfeed or breast pump. But the most searched item are airports. They're the most searched item on our app and our database. And we have over 200 in the United States, I believe. And we have more in other countries that we have listed on, their, on the app. But moms are on the go. You, when you're out in your daily life, you know, obviously you're going to work. You might have a place to pump or, at, or breastfeed if, you, if they allow it at your workplace. But if you're shopping or you're going to a park with your baby, the park might not have a place for you to sit. But there might be a store near, nearby that you want to find to breast pump or breastfeed when you're shopping. So that's definitely the most commonly place that people are submitting to the app. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Anything you would add to the list, Nayeli, as far as... Uh places that you found were easily accessible, especially if you didn't know an area that well, right? Because that's the thing. Like if you already know where you're going, you kind of have your spots picked out. Anything else uh, that you would add that was helpful for you, Nayeli? Yes. Taking a small manual pump. Whenever I would go to a place of uncertainty, I would take that too, just in case I did not find electricity available. And just to at least to relieve myself. Right. That is really smart. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because I've used a manual pump. So after I did, I kind of had two two opposite experiences with my twin. So I started with the hospital grade pump, which was really needed when I was EPing. And then after that, I went to tandem breastfeeding my twins. But there were times that I really needed to be able to pump. And I, you know, my hospital grade pump was rented. You know, I, I didn't own that. Those things are expensive, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I didn't own it. And so it was more about uh, I needed to find another breast pump. And I just missed the cutoff for uh, the Affordable Care Act. My babies were like born in November and it didn't kick in until January oh, or something no. like that. So I missed the cutoff with my medical care provider in getting uh, a breast pump that was covered. But when I talked to the lactation consultant, she said that, um, well, what about a manual pump? She's like, I can get you a manual pump. I just can't get you an electric one. And I'm like, a manual pump? What the heck? What do, you know, I just, I'm like, I have a th- I'm, you know, doing this for twins. You think I'm just going to pump with a manual pump? I will tell you that it was the absolute best thing for me because I didn't have to pump all the time. I think if you needed to pump all the time, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was, it was mainly, I was trying to pump extra milk. So if I needed to go out, I didn't need to have tons in in my freezer. I just needed to know that I could be away from my babies for more than three hours and it would be okay. Mm -hmm. So what I was trying to do is like almost middle of the night pumping or like right before I went to bed pumping session. 
So I would just sit down and watch some TV or do something relaxing. And, you know, obviously, you know, you, unless you've got two manual pumps, you got to like do one side and then do the other. But it worked perfectly for me. So Nayeli, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think manual pumps get a bad rap. In fact, we should probably do an episode just on manual pumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they're interesting stories. <laughs> I know. Well, That's but because I, I, I know. Oh, yeah. See, see, and, and, and it worked for you. So anyways, okay. So let's go ahead. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with a look at some of the not so great places moms sometimes have to pump. And we're also going to have some tips for you to help make the most out of any situation. So we'll be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome back. So we've been talking about what needs a pumping mom has when she's out and about. And we've talked about some of the best places to pump, what's worked for us in the past. So what happens if none of those places are available? Uh, this could happen a lot if uh, you're brand new to an area or you know, you've just moved or the place they usually pump is no longer available for whatever reason. You get a brand new job, whatever. And so uh, let's talk about some of these not so pleasant places. I know it's been mentioned here and there. We have to point out the elephant in the room, ladies which is the bathroom. We've mm. talked about this a little bit. Who has actually pumped in a bathroom? Nayeli, I think you said you did that first day, right? I, I did that, yes. That was my second spot to pump. Uh, it was There wasn't a lot of traffic in that bathroom. It was in an isolated area. But as I mentioned before, once people saw me in and out and they figured there was a bathroom that was big and comfortable and away from everyone else, they started using that bathroom. So that's when I said, no, I'm not going to use that bathroom anymore. Man. I know. How inconvenient. Oh, bummer. And bathrooms usually do have plugs. I mean, that's kind of, you know, probably not in a stall, but who really wants to pump right there in a stall, right? I mean, if mm -hmm. I guess if it had an area some bathrooms do, depending on how big your place of business is, where it's more like a loungy area. I mean, that would almost be the best place to do it. The problem is those are usually right when you walk through the door, <laughs> right? If <laughs> yes. you do have those loungy areas. <laughs> and then anyone passing by can see. So I don't know, maybe, you know, if, if you're sensitive to that kind of stuff, I don't know if you really want your colleagues to kind of see you or, or whoever, if you're in a shopping mall or whatever, someone passing by. So maybe wearing a breastfeeding cover, something like that mm -hmm. uh, might be helpful just to kind of stay more private if you're if that's something that you really need when you're pumping. Bathrooms, yeah, not so fun for the obvious reasons. Cars. Does anyone, Priya, did you ever have to pump in a car? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> tell me, mama, tell me about your... You're pumping in your well, car experience. First, I have to say my memory is a little shot. Three kids later, 14 years later. Um, right. <laughs> but the emotions are there. You never forget how you feel when you have to sit in a car, parked car, whip it out, and do your oh. pumping. And then especially if you're going to a meeting, and then you yes. have to make sure you're cleaned up, nothing spilled, everything's like safely put away afterwards. Do you leave it in the car? Do you drag it with you? <laughs> you yeah. know, it's hot outside. Can I, is it refrigerated if it's freezing? You know, there's all these things that are going through your mind. Is somebody staring at me? You have to like duck down a little bit. 
<laughs> from the window yeah. so nobody's staring at you pumping in the car um oh, and no. of course back then you know there were all these great innovative gadgets and um apparel um like clothing the mom can use now to yeah. cover up their pumping parts but back then they didn't have that right so you just had to slip it in underneath your shirt and pump and stuff but right it was so uncomfortable and then you're worrying about people looking at you so man that's why we've created our app so moms right. don't have to do that they don't have to pump exactly. in a car exactly exactly yeah. and and it really wouldn't work actually nowadays I, maybe some cars have a, an electrical source but mm-hmm. like an, a, you know in my hospital grade pump situation I don't think I just got a new car and I don't think that uh, unless I got some sort of adapter or something. I still don't think, I mean, I don't have a regular plug outlet in my car, Mm -hmm. you know, so unless it was some sort of converter, you know, like we have those for our cell phones and stuff, how it can still charge it. That would be obviously an issue. You mentioned clothing. I'm so glad you did because there are, there's tons of great clothing out there now that can hide whatever you're sensitive about. I know some women, you know, it's lifting up their shirt and seeing like the side, the side shot (laughs) of your your side and your back, or, you know, it's, you know, pulling it down down from the top and, and and you want to be discreet with that. Yeah, it's really tough to kind of cover up in a car. Did you ever try to like you've got those, you know, shades and stuff. Did you ever try to do anything like that or was it more just kind of covering up you as opposed to like making the whole car? Like, uh, yeah, it was mainly just ducking. I did a lot ducking. of ducking. Or like <laughs> you put the chair back, you put it all the way back. <laughs> Like, why is she sleeping in that car? She was like, really? Yeah, she's a mom. She's tired. She's taking a nap. Um, Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's okay that they think that. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes not a big deal, right? Yeah. Okay. Another thing I had on the list. So we talked about uh, bathrooms and cars, um, closets. Uh, what I was thinking about with this is more of a, a, a working environment where they don't have, you know, a fully fledged like office area or whatever. You can't do it in your own office or you share an office. And it's more, you know, I've heard stories of moms having to pump in kind of work related closets. Mm-hmm. And my first thought there is a, it kind of goes back to my point of, you know, where's the outlet? Inevitably, it's going to be behind something that's big and heavy that you're going to have to move or the lighting closet so- sometimes aren't lit that well, which doesn't make a lot of sense because closets store mm-hmm. stuff and you need to be able to see what's being stored. But a lot of times they're not lit that well or again you've got the whole issue of people coming in they're coming in to get some pencils and there you <laughs> you are <laughs> with like this machine attached to you uh any other spots that you guys can think of that uh not so great that you've heard about uh priya any any mentions on the app yeah so there was one spot that we actually vetted and it's live on the app it's a schumann juvenile detention center in pittsburgh <laughs> Pennsylvania. And yeah, it's a juvenile detention center. So I guess it's for visitors, you know, moms are uh, coming by, obviously, they have to go through security and and do all that stuff. But the place that they have available for moms is clean, it's private, there's a chair, there's a sink, which you hardly get countertop and storage place that you put breast pumps. And you know, they're very um, nursing friendly, I guess, for uh, the girls that uh, go to the juvenile center. But some mom actually submitted it. And we called them and we verified it and it was all good. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say, I mean, of course you get, you know, the little creepy places that we have to delete right away. But this was, this place was legit. So we kept it on there. It's funny. So I posted, uh, it was just late last night that I did this, but uh, the boob group, we have our own Facebook page. And so I posted something on the boob group and my comment was, oh gosh, actually there's a couple more posts. You guys, oh, this is funny. I'm going to just read these real quick. I I said, what's the strangest place you've ever pumped for your baby? And how did you make the most of the situation? So let me read some of these here. Okay. So Claire Klautz wrote at the top of the Empire State Building. (laughs) 
Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm like having pictures of like, uh, oh, what's God. the Seattle? What's the, what's the movie? Sleepless in Seattle. Am I saying the right movie? That's the right movie. I was thinking Seattle, Empire State, but it was. It was like meeting at the Empire State Building, right? Right. Yeah, um, so. Okay. So she says, uh, at the top of the Empire State Building, I was away from her. I'm assuming her is her baby. And she was just trying to keep her milk going. And then Dina Spiro writes, in the car driving down the highway, husband driving me in the passenger seat, four boys in the back, heading to Texas. I didn't want to take 30 minutes every two to three hours to stop and pump in an 18-hour drive. Totally get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she must have had a, a pump with a, a battery because that's a long drive. <laughs> Otherwise, probably wouldn't have worked. <laughs> it is a long drive. Brooke Sunshine Cheek says, um, "In and out drive-through line." <laughs> you guys have in and outs. You guys have in and outs where you're at. It's a um, like a burger joint. Yeah. It's it's out here on the West Coast. So she says, "In and out multitasking on a busy day at work." Mm-hmm. And let's see, Lindsay Wheeler wrote, "In the back of the car, smashed between two car seats with my husband and mother-in-law in the front, driving over the border into." Germany. Oh, holy cow. And she said, yeah, she said, I had to use the car seats, cup holders, and I forgot the AC adapter, but had batteries for the ride. Thank goodness. The windows were not very tinted (laughs) to Mm. Priya's point. Mm -hmm. And she said she's trying to maneuver behind a nursing cover. And she said uh, they need to make those things spill proof. So when you're connected, um, she says it's a crying shame to lose even a drop. Totally with you on that. Amanda says in the teacher's bathroom at a school, because <laughs> it's true. What, what are you going to go like in the kid's bathroom? That would be even worse. There you know, should be a kid, lounge. There should be a lounge out. in school, right? A teacher's lounge. There should be a, there, there should be a lounge. And Danielle yeah. says the same. She's done the same. So in a teacher's bathroom. Oh, this is interesting. April King says, while getting chemo, she oh. said, I would just roll my IV pole into a private room and pump away in the infusion at the infusion center. Oh my goodness. Wow. April props to you, mama. That is some serious commitment. Um, yeah, a lot of comments about driving in the car, which I totally get. Right. But don't do that if you're driving because make sure you're like in the passenger seat or something. Just disclaimer word for the wise on that. Okay. Well, ladies, uh, got to wrap up the conversation. It's been so much fun chatting with you guys. I really appreciate for you guys for uh, being part of our conversation today. Um, also for all of you guys who are listening, we appreciate you guys. And I would love to get some feedback on what you think of the new format and us chatting with other breastfeeding moms. Be sure if you're part of our boob group club, which is our membership club. Uh, be sure to check out the bonus content for this episode because we're going to discuss steps you can take to encourage the creation of a safe and clean pumping spot in a specific area. So if there's one not there and you're like, hey, this would be a good spot for it, what can you do? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So we have a question from one of our listeners and this for one of our breastfeeding experts. So this comes from Michelle. Michelle writes, hi, I am breastfeeding my nine-month-old son and I feel like we've established a rhythm after struggling with oversupply and overactive letdown and silent reflux caused by those issues. My supply is doing well and I've actually started donating to a friend who relies on donor milk for her little girl. I would like to give her as much milk as I can, but when I pump, I'm only getting about two ounces or so at a time. Is there a way to help me make more milk without going back into oversupply territory? Or is it just pump, pump, pump? Thanks so much. 
This is Dawn Kersala. I'm the IBCLC at Brattleboro Memorial Hospital in Brattleboro, Vermont. So, Melissa, you've proven that you can make plenty of milk. And the challenge now, as you're working to make milk for your friend's baby, is going to be to stay in balance and also to keep your baby and your body happy and safe together. My suggestion would be that you not go to Galactagogs, partly because some of those are going to go into your milk, and also partly because I don't think that you want to set yourself into hyperlactation. So what I would suggest is that you're on the right track. You want to stay with pumping rather than using the Galactagogs. And what I would do, because you had such a problem with too much milk in the past, is I would set yourself some interim goals and maybe even just set yourself a couple times a day when you're going to work at making more milk for that baby. And I would, what I would suggest is say to yourself, a month or six weeks down the road, I would like to be making this much milk every day for that other baby. But this week, what I'm going to work at is this. So you're already at your two ounces. Maybe next week you would say, I'd like to be able to give her three ounces a day. And the other thing is, uh, think about, do you want to make enough milk for twins? Do you want to set yourself back into a hyperlactation situation? Because I really honor the fact that you've been able to get yourself into a state of balance. That's a hard place to go sometimes when you've been making too much milk and had maybe had problems with uh, you know with a baby who's been fairly miserable and, and you don't want to get yourself back into getting plug ducts and mastitis. So like I said, I'd suggest that you set some interim goals, do some pumping. And I also want to just mention that only someone who's had a problem with too much milk can really appreciate what a problem it can be to get yourself back on a more even keel. So enjoy your own baby. Do some extra pumping as you see fit. And thank you for your good question and this opportunity to talk about being abundant with our own milk supplies. That wraps up our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Newbies for Newly Postpartum Moms, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Toddlers, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. This is The Boob Group, where moms know breast. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. 
Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.